0: helping me cope with my kids, my stressful job, and my busy life. I didn't realize that my love affair with drinking was making me more anxious and less able to manage my responsibilities. In this podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking-obsessed culture without a buzz, how to sit with your emotions when you're lonely or angry, frustrated or overwhelmed, how to self-soothe without a drink, and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst-case scenario to the best decision of your life. I am so glad you're here. Now let's get started. Hey there, I've got some big news for you that I have been not so patiently waiting to tell you about. After six months away, my super popular completely free masterclass is back and it's better than ever. I've been working on it for months. So if you have been struggling to get sober momentum, please go to hellosomedaycoaching.com forward slash class. You can sign up for my free training Five secrets to taking a break from drinking, even if you've tried and failed in the past. In this 60-minute masterclass, I am going to share with you all the things you need to stop doing because they're setting you up for self-sabotage and what you need to start doing instead. forward slash class and save your seat. Hey there, I'm really excited because today we are talking about a midlife makeover. When you stop drinking or are even considering stopping drinking, there is a lot of fear around who am I if I am not at least for me, the red wine girl. It's really tied to who you are, your relationships with your partner, your relationships with your friends, and even how you think about yourself. And my guest today is Wendy Valentine. I'm excited to have her here. She is a speaker, a professional certified life coach, a midlife influencer and the host of the Midlife Makeover Show. It's ranked in the top 1% in the world and the top 1% in midlife on iTunes and Spotify. Her goal is to revolutionize midlife for Gen X women, and I am a Gen X woman, so I totally connected with Wendy on this. She's gonna share her breakdown to breakthrough story about how she got from broke, miserable, crying on the bathroom floor, to debt-free, happy, and laughing in her brand new motorhome, She helps women with a step-by-step process of how to go from A, angst, to point B, of bliss. And that's what she teaches in her Freedom at Midlife group coaching program. What we're going to talk about is whether or not You're very happy with your life, your spouse, your friends, your job, and yet unhappy with your drinking and and have a lot of fears around what you're going to do with your time in your life and who you are without alcohol, how your relationships might shift. And what if you're not happy with all of that? What if you're drinking because there are parts of your life that you're dissatisfied with? For me, it was my career and the pressures with my job. I know for some of the women I work with, it's relationship struggles, either with their spouse, with their parents, with their kids, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then for others, it they're empty nesters and they don't know what's next. And they're drinking due to boredom or loneliness or habits or all their friends do. So Wendy is here to teach us how to figure that all out, and how to take the next step. So Wendy, that was a long intro, but I'm glad you're here.
1: Thank you, Casey. Hello, Someday. (laughs) I love the name of your podcast. And you were on my show the other day, and you were awesome. And uh, it's so great to make our mess our message (laughs) <laughs> I will just have to start with that. Like you have to embrace your mess, and we're all messy in lots of different ways in life. And I think it's so beautiful and gorgeous. And embrace your mess, and you can make something so beautiful out of it. So yeah, Absolutely. thank you. Yeah. And I
0: actually, a lot of people don't know this. The reason I named my coaching business and named my podcast the Hello Someday Podcast is because. So many women I know and so many women I've worked with in corporate, like my friends and my colleagues and myself, um, quote unquote, did everything right. You know, were the gold star girls who went to college. Maybe they went to grad school. They got married. They got promoted. They have the house. They have the kids, whatever it is. And yet they're unhappy and they're not sure why and they're going through life overwhelmed and overscheduled and like am i just supposed to grit my teeth for another decade until i retire and my you know the idea around hello someday was like you can start changing now like don't put yeah. off all the things you want in life for a decade from now you
1: know you're so right and i i realized when i was about 45 ish that I was living my life for everybody else. Mm -hmm. And I lost Wendy. I wasn't really even connected with who I am, what I liked, what I didn't like. And uh, for me, I'll tell you a little bit about my breakdown, which I'm so grateful, so grateful for my breakdown, right? My mess. Um, But yeah, 45 years young, I'll say. I was going through a divorce. I watched my brother pass away, unfortunately. I was uh, had horrible chronic illness. I had black mold toxicity, Lyme disease. Oh my gosh, that was a blast. Uh, I was having panic attacks, depression. Uh, I was unemployed. I had an empty nest uh, and I had over 150 grand in debt. And I found myself uh, lying on the bathroom floor one day, bawling my eyes out. I'm almost getting choked up thinking about that. Like, You know, you look back at those moments, you're like, oh, God, you poor thing. Like, come on. Um, But yeah, I was miserable, to say the least. And I remember laying there thinking, okay, something's got to give. Like, something has to change. And what do I want in my life? What am I going to do? And I knew that in order to create change in my life, I had to change. I think I, I was always like looking for other things outside of me to change, whether it was even a different house <laughs> or different friends or other, I mean, all sorts of other things that I, it was almost like an escape, you know? Let me, let me get a oh, new yeah. job. Let me do this, a new hobby. Yes, that'll work. And then I was like, wait a minute. I'm at, I'm the common denominator in all of this. I am the one that needs to change. And then I thought, well, now what? what am I g- I'm all alone. The birdies have left the nest. I have no job. I'm single, like might seem exciting, but not really. And then it sounds so silly, but I had this vision of driving an RV across the country. And I had always had this dream. And then I thought, well, how in the world would I make that happen? Like I have no job, I have no money, right? And but then the biggest thing, it wasn't so much me driving an RV across the country. It was that it was a new woman that was behind that wheel. It was a new Wendy. And I started to think more and more about who would I be? Like if I completely, and I was thinking about this earlier when you were talking about all of this, like sometimes you do have to deconstruct your old life in order to construct a new life. And at that point, I was willing to do it. I mean, I'm like, how much, I mean, I was miserable. Like there was no way that I was going to continue on that path. So I continued to uh, lay there on the floor dreaming about driving an RV across the country as this new woman and a woman that was happy, that was strong, that was healthy, that was out of debt, that was actually doing something that was fulfilling And not doing a job just to survive, but actually something that I could thrive and I could be really proud of. And I thought about, all right, well, where am I going to start? Like I have like that one quote of, um, it's from Lao Tzu, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Yeah. And so, because I have, I've always been, I used to get so overwhelmed with change To the point where I would become so paralyzed because I've always been such a planner. I was like, I've got to plan this. i got to do this. This is like, and then I would go, my God, it's too much. I can't do it. So I just wouldn't do it at all. I wouldn't even take the first step. And so I was like, all right, I've got to do this. And so my first step was get a job. And I sent my resume out all over the country, actually all over the world, because I was willing to move on the other side of the world. And got a job offer. I was living in Virginia at the time. I got a job offer in Chicago selling uh, new homes, like new home sales. And I'd never done it before, but I thought, what the heck? Why not? So four weeks later, I moved to Chicago and started this job. But in the back of my mind, I always, well, I mean, in the front of my mind, actually, I always had the dream of this RV. I was like, I'm going to make this happen. And I, and I kept reminding myself, this job is temporary. This transformation, the, the crappy part of change, (laughs) you feel like that really like the fuck of it. It's temporary. I is anytime I felt like giving up, I, I just kept reminding myself it's temporary. It's temporary. It's temporary. Like it's going to be okay. And I just kept, moving moving forward. And within a year, it's crazy. I went from making $0 to a half a million. And needless to say, I paid off all my debt and I was able to order the RV that was in my vision. That was my dream. And then uh, a year after that, I took off in that RV and I started the Midlife Makeover Show.
0: Wow. Yeah. First of all that's a pretty amazing income from a job that you just Amen. got. That's. But you know what? I just want to say that goes to show the power
1: of a dream, a power of a vision and your why. I want to tell you you have to have you have to define your why. You have to know why you're doing this and make that your main focus, like be laser focused on that one why as to why you are doing this. Yeah. And keep reminding yourself, because if it's not, if you don't have a solid enough reason, you're going to be so easily swayed to just like, yeah. oh. i will be like squirrel. I'll go over here. I'll go do that. Like, wait, what was I doing? What change was I going to make? And the next thing, you know, five years
0: later, you're still in the same boat. That's why I love vision yeah. boards, and people who listen to this always you know they know this about me. Some people are probably like, "Yeah, yeah, but the idea in my mind is that if you want something, yeah, and you put it front and center in your life, where you will see it a million times a day, or for me, it's in my kitchen in my office, so I'm standing yeah. there early morning drinking my coffee, just kind of take a moment. What it does is it stops you from getting off track. So many of us have these like brainstorms and ideas and inspiration. And then like life happens and you just move on or you forget about it or you decide it wasn't that important. But even just an image of what you want or what your dream, you know, you're going to work every day and you're like, oh, yeah, I want that. I'm yes. excited about that.
1: You know, and yes, I totally agree. And uh, also envision who you want to be, yeah. not just what you want to have happen in your life. And I would say that was, that was the number one thing that I did that moment when I finally got up off that darn nasty bathroom floor, <laughs> pulled up my bootstraps, and I grabbed my journal and I started writing about that woman behind the wheel. And I was it was so detailed about what music was playing on the radio, the smile on my face, the windows would be open. I could I could smell the desert air, you know, in Arizona and and that I would have X amount of dollars in the bank. I mean, I have it so detailed. And I here's the thing. It's so important to step into the shoes of that woman Now you don't wait until you've made all the changes and then you become that woman. You, I mean, act as if you just like, you literally step up and go, this is the new me. And you have to, I mean, it's so cool. If you think about it, if there's any control freaks out there, like I was, this is when you get to be a control freak because you
0: have control of who you are and how you live your life. Period. Yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's interesting. I totally agree with that. When I was in early sobriety, and I'm talking like my first year, my second year, um, I had to get out of that place first. And also, I was in an online sobriety course at like 60 days alcohol free. And they, you know, said, okay, I want you to picture yourself even Mm -hmm. three months from now. I want to picture this date, this day. What are you wearing? What are you doing? How do you feel? And I wrote that down in, you know, incredible detail. Mm. And it did really help me. And, you know, then I have that vision. And I also what I call like following divine breadcrumbs because I am such a, you know, before I do anything, I sort of have this very security based need. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think about doing something else with my career like coaching, and then I'd be like, Oh, my God, how am I going to make money? Will it succeed? Will people even like me? Like, what if x, y, z, and I had to just kind of take, figure out what lights me up, figure out what people light me up, and just take a step forward. And then believe that that will lead me to another step, yep. to another step, but with the vision in mind.
1: Yes, you're exactly right. You don't have to have everything everything figured out, right? Like all the duckies don't need to be in a row. I used to think that. Like I would not leap until all the duckies were lined up. And, I was, and then I finally realized, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm the I'm leading the ducks here. Yeah. You're following me. Like, yeah, wait a second. Like, take control of your life. And and I would have to say too, like, think back that Wendy that was crying and bawling her eyes out on the, you know, the bathroom floor. What if I had not changed? So then you have to think about what if I do not change? What if there's this one thing in my life that I do not change? What am I what what's my life going to be looking like five years from now, ten years yeah. from now? It's like broken record, yeah, and the thing is is that I mean, we are creatures of habit for sure, but we're also creatures of change, like you have free will, yeah you can change, you yeah. don't need anyone's permission. actually, the only permission you need is from yourself, and yeah, I'll admit. I did not give myself permission for the longest time to even love myself. It took me like at least four decades to finally love me. Why not?
0: Why wouldn't you give yourself permission for that?
1: Good question. And a lot of that is uh, fully embedded from childhood, which let me just say too, as you start to make changes... And you spend a little time in self-reflection and you're peeling back, I don't want to say peeling back the layers of the onion because onions make you cry and stink, but peeling back the layers of the artichoke because that gets you closer to your heart, right? But as you peel back those layers, you're going to discover some really great things and some really tough things. And for me, I realized going back to my childhood that I I was I had this limiting belief that I was not good enough. And that Wendy needed to live for everybody else. As a matter of fact, the yeah, did I say this already? The number one regret of the dying is that not living for or it's living for everybody else and not for yourself. So that like I'm always like, Oh my gosh, I do not want to get to my deathbed and be thinking, Oh my gosh, I lived
0: for everybody but Wendy. Yeah. 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 And I think that's that's something I totally resonate with and that, you know, it takes a while to break out of it um, because every single one of us has that inner critic voice that we've internalized mm-hmm. from when we were children. By the way, when we had very little power over our own lives and our security... You know, somewhat depended whether it was emotional or approval or physical on making other people happy, right? Typically your parents, but probably your social circle as well. Mm -hmm. And then you grow up and you still retain those same ideas because you think you need them to keep you safe. And, you know, I remember when I was in college, this is kind of funny. I wanted to be a sociology major, like, and, It's fascinating to me because I feel like my job now is sociology, right? It is sort of the study of what influences groups of populations to behave in a certain way. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's analyzing the society we live in and why women feel the way they do and how they've been conditioned and also the influence of alcohol, Mm -hmm. you know, advertising, marketing and the substance itself on women. But when I was in college, I told my dad I wanted to be a sociology major. And he just said, um, oh dear God, I've never known anyone who ever majored in sociology who ever amounted to anything. Oh I mean, gosh. And I adored my father, adored him. And then he said, God bless him. He passed away 17 years ago. I still adore him, but considering the work with you you with women. He said, At least I don't have to tell my friends you're a women's studies major. And that like arrows through the heart. That kept me in a freaking business career that I did not, you know, cause me anxiety and just dissatisfaction. And for 20 years, that one comment, you know what I mean? Amazing.
1: Yes. Yeah. I know. And I could totally relate to that because I, I was like,
0: oh, my God, I wanted to study sociology. I loved sociology. So but if you're interested in, it in thing, sociology, you know? it's possible you're meant to be a coach, possibly a <laughs> podcaster. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Limiting beliefs. I mean, they are strong
1: and yeah. you will still get triggered by them. I did two days ago.
0: Oh, my gosh. Can we talk about perimenopause, menopause and postmenopause for a minute? I am 48, so if you're going through it, I'm right there with you. I mean, hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts, the low moods, the poor sleep, it is not cool. And that's why I was really excited to find a supplement called Hormone Harmony by Happy Mammoth. It contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like those super fun hormonal changes. It helps reduce menopause symptoms head on. And if you're interested in trying it, you can use the code hello for 15% off your first order. Women cannot stop raving about it on social media, but the biggest benefit is the simplest feeling like yourself again. So if you're going through this, like I'm going through this, for a limited time, you can get 15% off your first order at happymammoth.com with promo code HELLO. That's happy, M-A-M-M-O-T-H.com and use promo code HELLO for 15% off your first order. When I was drinking, I used alcohol to calm my mind, to relieve anxiety, and to sleep well at the end of a busy day. I didn't know that alcohol actually spiked my stress hormone, increased anxiety, and as little as one glass of wine a night reduced my sleep quality by 24%. I was really excited to find Tanasi, a better way to find calm, rest, To get 25% off your first order with the promo code HELLO and get ready to sleep well. And what
1: happened two days ago? Two days ago, I had someone someone that had been speaking very poorly about me my entire life. And then a friend of mine actually called to let me know that they were still saying really horrible Things, and I was like, eh. I was like, oh my god! I'm like, I could feel it, you know. It's like the number one thing thing I do is like, where am I feeling this? Like, I feel it in my gut. I'm like, oh god! Like, why is this can keep happening, you know? But then I, I try to get underneath it. I'm like, why are you upset with this? Yeah, like, what does this mean? And really connecting with the deeper part of it. And not letting it get a hold of me. So I think when you get triggered, it's it's a signal to you. You do have more healing to do. Oh, yeah. But you find that you get through it quicker. Now when I'm like, okay, let's sit with this for a minute. Uh-huh. It's pissing me off. It's pissing me off. But... Then I remind myself. Then there's that cheerleader in my head that says, "Yes, you are worthy. Yes,
0: you are love. Yes, you are amazing." And whatever, like people are going to think. Like what they, other people think of you yeah. has ninety percent to do with whatever is going on with them, exactly. and very little yep. to do with you. What? Yep. And you do have to overcome those embedded beliefs and fears, and they're usually around like. If I don't do X, I won't be loved. I won't be accepted. I actually um, had a sign on my vanity. I just taped it up there that said, stop taking directions from people who aren't going where you're headed. Oh, that's good. You know, just like you're looking for the pad on your head. And, And it's also like the idea of like, if you don't change direction, you will probably end up where you're headed. And that was a fear for me, too, Mm. because I remember telling my husband after a particularly long Black Friday, I was in e-commerce, I was like, I don't want to do this job 10 years from now. I don't want to do it five years from now. I don't freaking want to do it tomorrow. And part of that, recognizing that is like, do you want your boss's job or your boss's life? Because for me, it was a hard no. And I knew that for years. And so. I could keep going for another decade building to a life I didn't want. Yeah. You know, exactly.
1: Yeah. You do have to think I'm not, I don't plan as much in detail as I used to, but I do try like, okay, Wendy, where are you going to be when you're 55? Where are you going to be when you're 60? What do you want? I mean, very rarely, I mean, at least, especially in the first few decades for me, I never stopped and asked myself, what do you want? And actually to think that I could do whatever it is that I wanted to do for my life. Yeah. That I I had to consult with everybody else. And no, I mean, you can't can't be all things to all people, but you can be all things to you.
0: Yeah. Well, so tell me, imagine Mm -hmm. that someone's not quite at their point where they don't have a job and they're divorced and they're on the floor and their kids are gone, (laughs) but they are not happy they're drinking to numb out some part of Mm -hmm. their life or drinking because that is the only thing, their only reward, the only Uh way they have fun, the only way they connect. And they're also really scared of who they would be and how their life would change if it, they let that go. So I know you've got a process for how to help women step into their freedom and take yep. that. Can you tell us what a few of those steps are, or how you get started?
1: Yeah. And I would have to say first, like you, number one, I know we talked about this already. You have to give yourself permission to change and don't look at the whole picture of change because it can be overwhelming. And again, like you have to just take that one step. And what's that uh, that riddle or what? Or, uh, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, right? But so I'm
0: like, why the hell would you eat an elephant? No. Mm-hmm. I never you ever understood eat, that. Why would you eat an elephant? But if metaphor. you're going to
1: eat an elephant, you eat it one bite at a time. It's easier, like little bitty bites. Yeah. Right. But you have to imagine, again, if you don't change, what will your life look like? Mm-hmm. How will you feel? What will your friends be like? And really what it comes down to, it's self-care. I know that term gets thrown around so much, but self-care is just literally caring for yourself. It yeah. is loving yourself. It is doing those things that are a priority to you. Yeah. And no matter what, like, I don't know if you noticed, but like, as you're going through life, people are doing their thing. You cannot be in control of what they're doing and how they're going to react and what, what they might say, what they might do. They're doing their own thing. Everyone's like in their life doing their own thing. And I feel like you make that first step and you remind yourself you're doing it for you. All the other stuff just falls into place. Just trust me on this. Trust me, trust me, trust me. Yeah. Everything falls into place. If you trust yourself and you you leap and trust that the net will appear, everything will fall into place. Will it be easy? No. Can you do it?
0: Yes. Definitely. You know, what's interesting is we so often limit ourselves on the smallest things that is crazy that you would not allow yourself to have so in my sobriety starter kit membership group a woman was talking the other day about all right I'm gonna do things differently now so Mm -hmm. she's like I finally got myself an unlimited yoga membership and they have these meditation classes at night that I think would be amazing Uh, so that's an anchor activity. That's when she would normally drink. Yes. She had to talk to her husband about like, I'm going to be gone X nights. You can be Uh with the kids those nights, whatever it is. She was like, I hate cooking. I hate thinking about cooking. Trust me. I hate it too. So she's like, I finally ordered HelloFresh. It's expensive, but a couple nights a week, I don't have to deal with this. And a couple different things, and I'm like, I know the first month I stopped drinking, mm-hmm. I spent, but I saved five hundred and fifty dollars on alcohol. And I asked the women in the group, I'm like, how much have you saved? Some of the women are like, I'm at one hundred and thirteen days. I've saved three grand, not drinking. And, and then so you cool. get to reinvest that. But I'm like, yes, I was going to say that you can take
1: that and do something with that. Like, that's an exciting all part of those it.
0: things. And, yeah, I do
1: agree. I think it's important to change your your external, your environment to support the internal, to support yeah. what you're needing to change for your life and just like me, remind yourself, it's temporary. This is temporary. This is temporary. If there's something that's a little uncomfortable, maybe in a relationship because you're making this change in your life, so be it. Like that will work its way out. And you will find that the people that truly love you for who you are, they will
0: be there. Mm -hmm. The others, eh. Yeah. It's okay. And it's okay if the people who are closest to you in your life don't understand what's going on or why you want to change. I think a lot of times they unconsciously or consciously try to undermine yeah. the changes you're making, even positive changes, because they're afraid of what it will mean for them. Yeah. Right. If you stop drinking, they're like, I've heard directly partners say, Will she still love me? Will she be still be interested in me? How will our social life change? Do I need to stop drinking? And you can say to them, this is really important to me. I'm unhappy. Mm -hmm. I need this. And yet they're like, oh, you're being too hard on yourself. Maybe you should just cut back. Don't be dramatic. And so that's why you need other people. That's why you need a greater vision, right? Yes. Yeah. And that's
1: about creating healthy boundaries. That is taking a stand for yourself. And you don't have to explain yourself. You don't have to get nasty about it. Be like, yep, this is what I'm doing. Yeah, That's it. They take it yeah. or leave it, right? And it is, it's for you. I mean, I was the queen of being a chameleon. I would change who I was to make sure that this person was, would still stay around. I always had a fear of abandonment. That was one of the things I got as a child. And so I made sure that I would change who I was, how I sounded, how I acted, what I did, what I did for a living. I didn't want to shine too bright that might scare yep. them away that oh good god it's exhausting. You know? Oh, I did I that mean, too. Yeah. It's exhausting. Yeah.
0: Trying, trying to get approval for everyone else versus and you never deciding will deciding what it is you're yep. interested in and finding people who like that version of you and mm-hmm. support you, yep. and will stay with you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there will be people, and I still have these people in my life, kind of, sorta, that they, they'll be allergic to your happiness. Yeah. They will not like that you are actually happy and healthy in your life, and that you did it because what the what pisses them off is that they want to make those changes. But the thing is, like you just be you. And actually you will make such a greater impact on the world. And I'm, I mean, look at you, my gosh, like just the impact that you're having with the entire world of making, you made that one change in your life.
0: And it's like this beautiful, well, I feel like butterfly. removing alcohol for anyone mm-hmm. is like the lead domino to yes. positive change. I yeah. don't know if you love Atomic Habits by James Clear. That's one that I love, but it's the idea of this 1% improvement that you're making that compounds over time, like a 401k curve to significant positive change in your life. And so, you know, the other thing that I, that I talk about is if you want to stop drinking, it's like you deciding to run a marathon. And I am not a marathon runner, mm-hmm. but I have a lot of friends who've done it. Your partner, your best friend, your mother does not need to do that with you. They mm-hmm. don't even need to understand why you're doing it. Nope. But they do have to, to some extent support you or at least not undermine you. So to some extent, right. maybe they they take the kids on a Saturday morning when you're doing a, a run. Maybe they you go to bed early because you have something in the morning. Maybe they pick you up on a training run. If you're going 13 miles, like all of those things are something the seriously, the very least they can do. And then Mm -hmm. you find other people like a running group or a, online guide or something else that yeah
1: there's so many yes you're I mean we are so blessed right now with having there's so many resources out there I mean you could go on Instagram and on YouTube anything there's so much to learn there's so much joy there's so much happiness and there and you can go and join a class do something different It would it would be something just to get your mind away from thinking about drinking, right? It would help you to go, oh, let me, I'm gonna join a pottery class. And then your your mind is thinking about making this piece of pottery, whatever. I mean, do do like if it like the evening is rough for you, go join a dance class,
0: do something that's I know just begin. Just begin. Yeah. Yeah. So first step was what was first step? Allow yourself to change. Yep. Allow, give yourself permission to
1: change and then decide who you want to be. I really, really, really tap into this new woman that you're creating and knowing that you have the power to do that. Yeah. And I would have to say too, is to actually become your own best friend. That was the number one thing I needed to do for myself. And I mean, I always say your mind is either your best friend or your worst critic. Yeah. And when you get quiet enough and you are mindful of those thoughts, like it's a ticker tape running across your mind, pay attention to what you're saying, what you're thinking, most importantly, how you're talking to yourself and catch that. Like if you, if you catch something like, I can't do this, you, you just stop it immediately and you replace that thought like of course i can do this i'm awesome whatever like oh i hate myself for doing this i did it again i love myself it's totally okay like yeah. really really become like your best friend and constantly coach yourself and and you'll get there i mean again like we're we're creatures of change like it takes 30 days to create a habit right and yes you still have to continue on but if you continue to tell yourself these good things you will that will become habitual
0: yeah and i used to you know in terms of overcoming that negative voice in your head like not good enough this is ridiculous i'll never yeah. be successful i literally had something i had a couple things in front of me all the time one was a quote, I love Amy Porterfield. She's like my entrepreneur yes. um goal goal. And it she said, There are people less qualified than you doing the things that you want to do simply because they decided to believe in themselves. Yeah. And I had a picture of my podcast art with yeah. that quote. Cause I was just like, I just need to believe in myself and but- I can do it. And then I had pictures of other people who underneath, I just said, if she can do it, so can you. And I just needed that reminder that it was possible and that I could do it. And that doesn't, you know, you don't have to start a podcast or a business or leave your job. It just means if you want something in your life, it is possible for you, but you do need to make some effort to make it happen. You can't just Dream that it'll happen and not do anything. You're exactly right. You have to take
1: action. And it's it's so much easier to be proactive than reactive. Yeah. It's easier to, you know, prevent than repair. So yeah. it's like once you start to make that change, then it's like the momentum really gets cranking. And that's what's exciting. And then you realize, oh, shit, like I went 30
0: days without drinking. What else can I do? Yeah. That I always think that because if you can stop drinking, if it is something you struggle with, if it is an addictive habit that you've tried to break off and haven't, yeah, if you can do that, you literally can do Mm -hmm. anything and you'll be more able to do it because you'll have more mental clarity and more optimism and more energy and time and money to make other changes you want in your life. And I do want to talk to you about, even if you don't know what those changes are, because here's something I hear a lot. I don't know. I don't know what yeah. I want. Like, yeah. literally, my mind is blank. I have no idea. So how do you start there? If you don't, you got to know something. I don't like, okay, let's just start with,
1: okay, you know, you, you need to give up drinking, right? There's one. You have clarity with that. That's it. Yeah. You start there. There were so many things I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't have, I had a good idea of the end point. I wanted to go from point A to point B. In between that, I wasn't quite sure of everything. I didn't know how to drive an RV. I didn't know how to start a podcast. I didn't know how to like get rid of Lyme disease, black mold toxicity. I I didn't. And I was like, okay, how about I start here? I'm I'm gonna get a job. Okay, I'm gonna do that first. And then a little by little, then I would change something else. Okay, now I'm going to start eating more vegetables. Let's try that. And da-da-da. it all, it just, it just all unfolds without, it's like the law of least effort. And sometimes I feel like we try too hard, then we make it more difficult and challenging for ourselves. You like follow the kiss principle, keep it simple, silly, just one step, like stop drinking the rest will fall into place. You don't have to figure out all your relationships and how you're going to change your whole life and your every single day. No, 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 no. Just start here. And then, because life is changing at the same time you're changing. The whole world is changing. Like, if you think about it, like, zoom out. Like, we all think, like, our little world is, like, right here. But, like, zoom out. Like, everyone's doing something. Like, the whole, everything is changing. But the main thing you have to focus on is yourself. And I know that that's really hard for a lot of women
0: to actually focus and prioritize themselves. Yeah. I start with women a lot of times in just our first session say, okay, what do you want to stop feeling or doing? There is a reason you're here. There is a reason that You're talking to me. You may not actually want to stop drinking, Mm -hmm. but there is a shitload of stuff that you that are a result of it that you want to stop happening. And for a lot of people, it's like, I don't like the way I look. I don't Mm -hmm. like the way I feel. I feel defensive. I think about it all the time. Hangovers suck. Um, I, you know, I'm crushing anxiety. I feel overwhelmed by life. Like that is enough to begin and I say what do you want instead picture yourself a hundred days from now how do you want to feel what do you want your life to be like etc and a lot of times they're like I want to feel more confident I want to feel proud of myself I want to be healthier I want to feel calmer like again that's enough that's enough to begin
1: I was just thinking too, a lot of people, um, especially on my show, they'll, they'll state that they need courage. They, they're lacking courage to actually make changes in their life. Well, here's the thing. I cannot give you a jar of courage, right? Like you, Casey has to fill up her own jar of courage. And how you do that is by taking action. Yeah. So when you go 30 days, for example, without drinking, bam, that like your, your jar is already filling up. And then maybe like maybe the second or third week, you're like, man, I feel really good. I should go for a walk today. Boom, there's more courage in your jar. And you keep filling it up and keep filling it. like the more action that you take, you're like that jar is going to be overflowing. Yeah. So and, and you just you'll you will look back one day and be like, damn, I have really transformed my whole life. And it just started with yeah. that one step.
0: Yeah. I have to tell you, because when we were talking earlier, um, I am so inspired by what you've done in your life. And I am, I'd say at least 10 years behind you because I happen to have a nine-year-old, not an empty nest. But my husband and I for years have had this vision. So, And it's great that we have a shared vision. Um, But it was one that we had even before I left corporate and was an incentive to leave corporate because I was like, this is not going to happen if I stay there. So the vision is that we want to travel to actually live in different places of the world for four months at a time. And my husband's a baseball coach, so he wants to come back to Seattle because he loves coaching in March, right? So in theory, like, October, November to February is the idea. And we literally have a list of places we want to go, like Alkmaar outside of Amsterdam, Melbourne, Australia. Portugal is on the list, Croatia. So you live in Madeira, Portugal, which is an island, yeah. right? Off near the African continent. Yep. And I was picking your brain because I was like, oh my God, we're going to Portugal in a year and a half, because we want to scout it out, like, tell me all about it. We we just have this vision, including, hey, we have an apartment under our house. When the kids are gone, we'll move down there. We'll rent yeah the big house. We'll like come back in the summer, see all our people, you know, take care of, we have an acre, take care of our yard. We love that. But just even planned out the money yep. of how we would do it. And so yep. in my mind, if I'm podcasting and I've got courses and doing some teaching, like we get a two-bedroom, I'm living in Alkmaar, I work three days a week, all that stuff. But that is a vision and I we're going to do it. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. I don't know about you, but I cannot believe how fast this year is flying by. We're all busy. But one of the most important things you can do to make sure you're on the right path is to carve out some time to celebrate your victories and to notice what you've wanted to change but haven't been able to yet. Whether you're navigating sobriety, setting boundaries, or striving to be the best version of yourself, therapy can be a game changer. Therapy is for anyone looking for growth and support. And if you're considering it, why not give BetterHelp a try? It's convenient, it's flexible, and it's entirely online. So take a moment for yourself and visit betterhelp.com forward slash someday to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash someday.
1: You know what, too? I mean, yes, you are going to do it. We're going to be neighbors. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, when I'm not RVing back in the States that I I live in Madeira, Portugal, and it's amazing. But
0: you know, dream next to the ocean. And you told me. Oh, yeah. I'm like, look, there's the
1: ocean right there. Yeah, we're
0: nice. Yeah, but you know what? Dreaming is fun.
1: I feel like as kids, like we would dream all the time. We would lay there in bed and think about what we want for Christmas or our birthdays or and then we become adults and we give up on dreams. Yeah. And we know. Yeah. So that's
0: not quote unquote practical. No, and yeah. You mortgage like, oh. And you have kids and yep, whatever.
1: Yeah, you know, I um I think you had mentioned earlier uh the Freedom at Midlife program and, and um uh, when you had mentioned about Portugal maybe think of so Freedom is an acronym and the E the second E in that is experiment and explore. And yeah. which is my favorite because I love to experiment and explore. But um one way kind of like what I was saying earlier with being able to make a habit stick and changing your life is experimenting and exploring and finding different. You never know unless you try something. I didn't know I'd like living in Portugal. I'll be honest with you. I didn't even know where it was on the map. I was like, where's Portugal? But but I think of life as like, it's a buffet. You go up, you sample what you want. If you like it, cool. You can try it again. If you don't like it, then you know. But there is so much out there to see and and experience. And I mean, why hold yourself back? Like if you're getting caught up in like, I mean, we know like habits can be so strong, right? But what is your mind is focusing on that damn habit? Like, but what if it wasn't? If your mind, if you would let go of it and surrender and release it, oh my God, the life that you can live. Yeah.
0: And if I can do it, anybody can do it. Oh, my gosh, I was a hot mess. Well, the other thing sounds like you've done amazing things. So not sure you certainly had the potential, even if you were in a bad place. And so many of us get there. Um, But even the idea of, you know, I've, I've talked to so many women and you are so stuck in this drinking cycle of like regretting drinking too much Ugh. and then fighting to not drink again and beating yourself up in this negative place and then rationalizing that it's not a big deal or it's no problem mm. or everybody drinks or your life will suck without it and then saying, Oh fuck it. I'm going to drink and then doing it again. And that constant noise, the battle in your head is debilitating. It takes up so mm-hmm. much energy and when you let it go, When you get some distance from it, one, you'll be amazed at how much time and energy and peace you have in your life. But that empty Mm. space needs to exist for new things to come in. And it can start with yoga or running or pottery or painting. It can start with anything. That doesn't have to be your thing. It's a step.
1: There was a, um, yeah, very, very, very good point. Um, there was on Instagram, I I did this reel and it was about this like old Indian tale or something like that, where, um, the, the kid goes up to his grandfather and the grandfather had said, he was, I have this horrible fight going on inside of me. It's between these two wolves. And the one wolf is very mean. And he's all about greed and anger and frustration and nasty habits and sadness and depression. And and then there's the good wolf that is about happiness and peace and joy and fun and and harmony. And then the kid asks his grandfather, he's like, Well, which wolf will win? And he said, Whichever one you feed. And point is, is like you Like you have a choice of which one you feed. We all have this fight going on inside of us every single day. But the more mindful you become and decide, like, okay, which one am I going to
0: feed? Because that's the one that's going to take over your life. Yeah. It's true though, right? Like that. I was laughing and smiling when you were saying that. And I have to tell you this. So people who drink, who struggle with it, they have this addictive voice in their mind. Mm. And it is the constant thought of like, drinking and pulling yourself, sucking yourself back into drinking. I think of drinking as a magnet. The closer you are to the last time you drank, Mm. the stronger the pull is. So you actually have to get some like time distance away from drinking for the hold to release itself. And the point of the reason I'm saying this is because I call my addictive voice Wolfie. It's what oh. my coach called it, Bell from Tired of Thinking About Drinking, but it's related to that parable because yep. in the idea of every time you drink you're feeding the bad wolf. Yes. Oh, that's so I have goosebumps, speaking. Yeah. I know literally I call it Wolfie. Like I used to have a um I had a bracelet inscribed on the inside like a cuff that said fuck you Wolfie. I had a leather um keychain that I used to rub so it it said F U W. Like that yeah. was the name and recognizing it and be like, oh my God, my wolfy voice is telling me X. Now some people call it the Wine Witch, some people call it, you know, Sharp uh-huh. or Champagne or whatever it is. Um, some people call it the wine bitch, or they have an alter ego, but the idea is the same. And there is actually a podcast that's huge. I was thrilled to go on it it's called the one you feed and it is all around that parable so that parable is so meaningful to me and i love that you said that like what are the odds now do you have a name for the good wolf um i don't it's just the addictive voice that i'm like that is bullshit he is yeah. lying to me, and I need yeah. him to shut the fuck
1: up. And it can, and you're exactly right because and and it could be so loud. Like I was saying earlier, watching the you know the ticker tape of thoughts going across in your mind. And the key is you want that cheerleader to drown out the voice of that critic. You want yeah. the the you know the warrior to drown out the voice of the wolf, right? And like mine is actually uh, so I have Wonder Wendy and Wimpy Wendy. Oh. <laughs> mine is like. I can't do it, you know,
0: and then there's Wendy, Wonder Wendy going, yes, you can, girl, pull up your boot bootstraps, let's go, like, <laughs> I love that, and the other thing, when you said that, I actually have them right here, I'm looking at my, like, four bracelets um, that I used to wear all the time, I don't now, because yeah. they make noise when I type, and I'm recording, but they're right next to me, and I used to wear them whenever I went out, like, happy hour at work or to the Mm. office so I could touch them and be reminded. It was this tactical reminder every day of the path I was on. Mm. But I also thought, you know how Wonder Woman had those like cuffs that like someone was coming at her, it would like, yes, that's what I thought of them. Like, you know, I could repel those. And it's true. Like you have, and you have to do that
1: too. You have to protect yourself. You have to take yeah. care of yourself. That kind of goes back to the
0: boundaries.
1: Yeah. And you have to protect this amazing woman that you are creating. And to be that wonder woman
0: now, yeah. like not. Later. And I've also, I totally, you know, believe that it is, it is hard or harder to live a happy, empowered life if you are surrounded by negative people, negative oh. thought pattern, negative n- news, negative energy, the scarcity mindset. And yep. a lot of people live with those kind of people, which is hard, mm-hmm. but you can, to some extent, edit the time and energy you spend with them. Yep. You can also set boundaries. Like I cannot have you talk to me about this. It is not good for my mental health. Like, And then also supplement that. So if you are listening to this podcast, if you are listening to Wendy's podcast, if you are listening to any messages, reading books, for me, it was like Jen Sincero's You Are a Badass. Like for me, that was the voice that resonated with me. It can replace those pessimistic thoughts in your mind, even if that person is your father, you know?
1: Yes. Yeah. And I, I find that you become like when you really, really step into changing your life, you become like a student of your own life, which is exciting. Like you really learn what you like, what you don't like, who you yeah. like, who you don't like. And it's going to change. Like what you yeah. thought worked for you, I may not work for you now. Yeah. And it's exciting,
0: yeah. I think, because it just it's okay up, to start yeah. small. Too. It really right. is. It's okay to take the first step. And as you change, your relationships will change. As you change, you will feel more confident to do more. You know, you don't. I at one point had some messages on my vision board when I was on corporate, like the Mary Oliver, what are you going to do with your with one your precious, life? And precious life?
1: And it, yeah? was,
0: it was stressing me the fuck out. I was like, Oh my God, that is a lot of fucking pressure, you know? And so I had to change it to like uh. take joy in the moments, you know, people are yeah. about as happy as they decide to be. And yeah. then it evolved like right now on my phone. I'm a huge fan of like screensavers that, that help you remember, I know to replace thoughts, but right now on my phone, I'm showing it to you. I have a quote yeah. and it says 20 years from now. You would give anything to be this exact age, exactly this healthy in this moment with these people. Enjoy it. And then go do some main character life shit while you can. So I'm saying to my husband all the time, like I'm going to Provence with girlfriends. And I'm like, you know what that is? (laughs) Hashtag main main character life shit. You know, like everything. Because I'm finally at that point. I'm like, I want to do some main character life shit. I don't want to be like, oh, I don't want to spend that money to go to Provence at age 48 with girlfriends. Yeah. I'm like, when the fuck am I going to go to Provence? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know. Like, do I want to do it when I'm 68? No.
1: Uh. Uh-uh. I know it's like it's today. It's like you, get, you really have to start living for today and yeah. surrender. I used to think that waving the white flag was a sign of weakness, but it's actually not. It's a sign of strength. And to just surrender and let go. I think I I was talking to my Aunt Annie the other day, who is 90 years old, 90 years young. She's my hero. And I was asking, I was like, you know, don't you think the hardest thing in life is letting go? Like we will cling to shit,
0: especially habits, purity. Like if your life is just okay and kind of average and good enough. Oh my God, good enough. That is, that is the enemy of, Improvement, yeah
1: well, think about this like if you had if you had a plant in a little bitty pot, that plant will only grow so big. but if you were to put that plant and and repot it right in a larger pot, it would grow, and it would flourish even more. so if you think about for yourself like are you keeping yourself small, like are you keeping yourself in this tiny little pot, or do you need to be replanted? And there's things in your life that are holding you back that are not allowing you to grow. So it's like, go get the, like the largest pot ever (laughs) start making a big life like this. I mean, yeah. What will you do with this one wild and precious life? Like within the parentheses
0: of time? Yeah. Like whatever, but start. Well, and also part of that is like, you can start with therapy. Like oh yeah, as for to sure. breaking oh. through some, or coaching, like mm-hmm. some of those limiting beliefs that are holding you back, which are usually fear-based yeah. about change. And, you know, a big part for me is like, what are people going to think of me if I okay. try to do this? Are my former coworkers going to laugh at me? Mm-hmm. Are people not going to like me? Are they going to think I'm quote unquote getting... Too big for my britches. You know, like, oh my, that shit is real. Yep. I think
1: uh, I was telling a friend the other day, because she actually she uh was actually she was a, a coach. She's like, Wendy, how do you do it? You're like, you're you put yourself all over Instagram and you're everywhere and you just don't seem to care. And I'm like, I don't. And she's like, but how do I do that? I'm like, you have to care so much that you don't care. In other words, you have to care so much. About your soul and living out your life's purpose and having more meaning and fulfillment, that you don't care what anybody else thinks. Because I promise you, like when you get to the end of your life, not everyone's going to be going, I can't believe that she did that. I can't believe that she actually went for happiness and joy. No, like nobody thinks that. Like, no. So you, yes. you do have to just care. So, and I know that, that, I mean, again, for me, I didn't care about myself, but then that's where I ended up though. Me not caring for myself and caring for everybody else made me miserable. And so I was like, yeah. well, why don't I tr- like, uh, what is it? George on Seinfeld, like have opposite day. I was like, maybe
0: I'll just try the opposite
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah or be
0: opposite. uncomfortable and do it anyway. Yeah. yeah, I spent so much time worrying about what people thought and I finally had to embrace this quote that was like if you're ever talking about me please end it with she's doing her own thing though. You yeah, know, like exactly. Just,
1: yeah. There's that quote, I don't know who said it, maybe it was me. Um a comfort zone is a beautiful place but nothing ever grows there. And honestly like if you think about it, like drinking and making that part of your life, that's can be very comfy. But are you growing? Are you evolving? Are you truly being you and
0: everything that you want to be in life? Yeah. 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 And when, you know, the other thing I think with people who are afraid of change is just the idea that there are seasons in your life and they may be really good. And yet, I mean, I know for me, I had college, high school. Then early 20s in D.C., dating, having fun. Then living with my boyfriend in Seattle on the houseboat, like kayaking everywhere. And with all my friends that had no kids, you know, dual income, no kids. That was a phase. And then the early parent phase. And now I'm in the freaking drive my kids everywhere to every sport event and every (laughs) dance class phase. But, you know, who do I want to be? I stopped drinking when I was 40. I'm 48 now. I was like a decade from now, knowing that I spent a ton of time feeling hungover, a ton of time feeling defensive and irritated, you know, defensive about how much I was drinking, irritated that I was worried people were judging me. Yeah. A bunch of time not remembering the evenings. Mm -hmm. I was like mapping that out a decade from now, first five years, then decade. And it was easy because my son was eight. I was like, when he is 18, knowing that drinking, Mm -hmm. you consume more, it does not get better. Mm -hmm. It's progressive. When he is 18, is he going to want to bring his friends home at Mm -hmm. 8 or 9 p.m.? And I just was like, that was my worst nightmare because Mm -hmm. I I wanted to have a close relationship with him. I wanted him to love me and respect me. And when he was eight, he didn't really notice me passing out on the couch. And my husband not being able to wake me up, but like that, that was going away pretty quick. Yeah. And so he's almost 16 now and we have a great relationship. You know what I mean? And he's proud of me for not drinking and, and I just, it was that idea of positive change versus a negative slow descent. Yeah. That was a strong why for you. Yeah. Yeah. So what mean? else is in the freedom acronym? Can you it tell is, us what oh, each one I love it. stands yes.
1: for? Uh, freedom at midlife. Um, So the F is free yourself. And that's basically where we we gain clarity and kind of know like where you're going to start your transformation. R is reset your life. So you're literally like pressing the reset button on your life and dropping the baggage that weighs you down in life, which is huge. E is envision a new future that we talked about, which I love. We actually do make a vision board in that one. It's my favorite. Yeah. Uh, e, experiment and explore. D is detach from tomorrow to live for today. So important. O is own your badass self that you're creating. Yeah. You got to own it. And then M is master thyself. And we yeah. we all are, right? Like even if you you make a big change in your life, you're still like evolving and changing. You don't ever want to get too comfy. There are times in my life where I'm like, okay, we're getting a little too comfy. We need to like change some things up here. And and, and again, it's just amazing like what happens just from one tiny change. It's so cool. Yeah.
0: Hi there. If you're listening to this episode and have been trying to take a break from drinking, but keep starting and stopping and starting again, I wanna invite you to take a look at my on-demand coaching course, The Sobriety Starter Kit. The Sobriety Starter Kit is an online self-study sober coaching course that will help you quit drinking and build a life you love without alcohol, without white knuckling it, or hating the process. The course includes the exact step-by-step coaching framework I work through with my private coaching clients but at a much more affordable price than one-on-one coaching. And the Sobriety Starter Kit is ready waiting and available to support you anytime you need it and when it fits into your schedule. You don't need to work your life around, group meetings, or classes at a specific day or time. This course is not a 30 day challenge or a one day at a time approach. Instead, it's a step-by-step formula for changing your relationship with alcohol. The course will help you turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst case scenario to the best decision of your life. You will sleep better and have more energy You'll look better and feel better. You'll have more patience and less anxiety. And with my approach, you won't feel deprived or isolated in the process. So if you're interested in learning more about all the details, please go to www.sobrietystarterkit.com. You can start at any time and I would love to see you in the course. Yeah. And just know that if you try something and you don't love it, that's just good information that feeds into like, okay, I didn't love that for that reason. Mm -hmm. That's great information. Let me try something else as opposed to thinking you're going to love that thing for a decade and never fucking doing it. So you never get to move on from that. So in your group, Tell me about your yeah. group and your course, because how do you help women do that, right? I yep. found, you know, I have a vision board starter kit. I will link it <laughs> in the show notes so you can get it because it's, you know, a hundred different quotes and categories that like helped me. Yes. They were meaningful to me in walking away from alcohol. And I think they'll help yeah. other people too. Yeah. But and I don't know a about lot you. Of women are like, yeah, yeah. i got this kit feels like a lot of fucking work. I have a work deadline. I've got, you know, kids to do X, Y, Z, like I don't have time for this.
1: So one thing I've learned about myself and even my audience is that, and probably everybody, I think we all like steps. We all like do X, Y, and Z, right? Like less fluff and more formula. So even like this year on the show, I'm trying to do like the eight happiness hacks, like how to overcome a bad day, like I do this, 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 and this. And when I think back of where I was, which actually, as a matter of fact, the Freedom at Midlife program, those seven steps are the exact seven steps that I took, and how I literally changed. I didn't know it at the time, <laughs> but I was like, "Oh, did I do that? Yeah." But it's a seven-week program. We meet live once a week. Uh, you'll have seven modules that you get to to go through like one per week. So they're dripped one per week. And then, um, but it walks you through step-by-step. It's like the first two steps, it's like, ugh, kind of heavy. And then we get lighter and lighter and lighter. But we focus on one thing, on one change throughout the entire seven weeks. And we determine that by, I, I call it my wheel of midlife. So it's eight different categories, friends, family, fun, faith, fitness, finance, fulfillment, and flame. Flame meaning like your partner in life. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So you determine which category that you want to work on, which one like on a scale of zero to 10, if you were a rank, where are you at now with your friends? Like, okay, I would probably rank myself a five, might need to work on my friend's um, or finances. Ooh, okay. That's a seven or faith that's down to two. So you pick whichever one is your lowest ranked category and you pick one thing that you're going to change. And then we even do like, um, you create your, uh, your superhero. So we reactivate your, your strengths again, because the, a lot of that stuff gets lost when you're covered yeah. up with, trying to get everything done every single day and take care of the kids and the family and the job and all that stuff you're like wait what was I good at i forgot but yeah and then um little by little we just kind of like create this whole new life a whole new
0: vision it's exciting yeah. it is it yeah. is and sometimes it's helpful to have a dedicated time to work through that i know we all get so busy that It's hard to step away and even take an hour to think about how you're doing, how you're feeling, what you want, what Mm -hmm. strategies you can use to change. I mean, that's one of the reasons I love therapy and coaching is because as busy women, we don't take that time very often. It's hard to carve out. So Mm -hmm. I think that's wonderful. Are your groups big, small?
1: I keep them small. I like to keep it under 50. Because otherwise, I feel like it takes away. I mean, I've been in some where there's like 500 people and you're like, do they even know I'm here? Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll have like a little buddy system. So then that way, which I've always liked that too. I mean, even as many retreats as I've been to in my lifetime and online programs, always love having that buddy. And oh my gosh, like I, I learned so much from them, from even what they're going through. Yeah, Yeah, pretty fascinating. And it goes back to the the sociology.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, completely. (laughs) Awesome. Well, it's so good to talk to you. I'm so glad we've met. Um, Absolutely. We will keep in touch. So when I go to Portugal, if you happen to be around, I'd love to come say hi. Oh, you have to, it's a big little Island. Yeah. I've actually,
1: next year I want to start teaching retreats here. So it'll be fun. Oh, very cool.
0: Very cool. <laughs> I want to go to retreat. I don't want to teach recru- <laughs> retreats, you know, cause I just, I need that time away and nurturing and time to think about all the good things. And in terms of main character life shit, I've decided I'm investing in it. Like, I was terrified to ask my husband, like, is it cool I'd go to Pravats, like, and leave you with the kids? Because he would love to go, and we love traveling together. But I'm very excited to go just with my girlfriend. And they're all yeah. sober. And oh, one is a can. former client who is now, like, four and a half years sober. And one is my sober bestie. We're 60 days apart. We both live in Seattle. And one is a woman who I've gone on a couple of retreats with, and she ran alcohol-free adventure retreats all over the world. She's not doing it right now, but she did Croatia and Greece and Iceland. If you're interested, she's been on the pod twice. Her name's Margaret Ward. But just the four of us are going, and it's just
1: going to be amazing. So I want to point out, though, your, your proof that you find your tribe.
0: Right. Like your your yeah. life will change, but for the better. Oh, my God. These women yeah. are incredible and inspire me every day. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I'm the same way. Like I found this whole new tribe that I just didn't even know existed.
0: You know what this someone said to me in coaching school? And it was something she someone said to her. It wasn't necessarily about me, but she was like, I feel this for you, too. Someone said to her, you're a unicorn. And you're going to attract other unicorns. Yeah. And the reason I liked that was I was like, I want to fucking be around people who talk about unicorns. Like, those yeah. are the people. Who I'm like, that's fun. I don't want to talk <laughs> about people who are like, oh, my God, I'm so busy. And, you know. Oh, exactly. X, yeah. like fun stuff. I'm like, stuff. I get this so busy. I talk about the kids. I talk about the life. I talk yes. about the next vacation, but like I want to talk about unicorns <laughs> and rainbows and sprinkles and cupcakes and <laughs> dreams, even if they're a decade out, like that's cool.
1: I was gonna tell you earlier um that my favorite quote, Marianne Williamson, and I think it's kind of fitting since we're closing, but uh, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. I could say the rest let's, of it. but
0: Let's end on but that. Yeah. I love that one, too. Yeah. Did you tell us where people can find you?
1: Oh, yes. Uh, WendyValentine.com. That's probably like the the central hub right there. Uh, the Midlife Makeover Show, everywhere. Where's that app? Who's, uh, I don't know, Apple, Spotify, listen to this (laughs) podcast. You can find that Instagram. That's probably like my, I'm also on YouTube and Facebook, but Instagram is like my main jam. I have a lot of fun on there, but lots of inspiration, lots of unicorn stuff. (laughs)
0: Lots of nice. Tell me, tell me you post pictures of Portugal. Oh, I do. Yeah. You have to go on there. I just, yes i I in you know every January and I just did it, I needed to pull my feed on Instagram of you know there are just people who make like spike your less than spike your yeah. you know competitiveness, spike your all the things, whatever it is. And I culled it to very good friends. And which includes a lot of sober people and a lot of podcasters, but people who I know mm-hmm. and um, beautiful places in Europe, like France and Portugal and Italy. I just wanted to see gorgeous places in Europe on my feed and then inspirational sites like both female empowerment and, um, you know. You know, it's, it's interesting. Awesome. You You almost have to kind of
1: think of your life like an Instagram feed. And what do you yeah. want to see? What do you want to feel? What do you want to experience? And you get to decide. You get to yeah. choose what you want. Yeah. It well,
0: it will change your life. Like the energy yeah. you surround yourself with, the people who have access to you, how you right. spend your time, it will change your life. Mhm. Yeah,
1: because you're well, and you're changing your vibration. You're putting different energy yeah. out there. You're putting yeah. out
0: rainbows. love it. All right. So good to talk to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Casey. This was awesome. Oh, hey, it's Erin. And I'm Michaela, And we're the hosts of the Two Sober Girls podcast. And we are on a mission to spill the wild truth about sobriety. Forget the rosé all day cliche. Sobriety is flipping amazing. Absolutely. It's not just about quitting the drink. It's a gift you give yourself and your loved ones. So what are you waiting for? Break up with that old toxic relationship with alcohol and let us show you the possibilities. And here's the thing. Everything your precious heart desires becomes way easier without the influence of alcohol. We're not just two sober girls. We're also wellness coaches. We're here to show you how to optimize health, lifestyle, and beauty, feel sexy and alive as F. So stay tuned because we're rolling out new episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts and trust us, they have your name written all over them. We can't wait to share the magic of sobriety and wellness with you. Subscribe to Two Sober Girls podcast today and come follow us on Instagram for behind the scenes action and send us a DM. We can't wait to meet you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Hello Someday podcast. If you're interested in learning more about me,